Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectibate and I'm joined by Greg Brown for a Scottish Cup special edition of the podcast this week. How's it going, Greg? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I'm doing very well. Good. Well, come on to how your week has been uh, in a wee minute. Um, and we're delighted to be joined by the man with his finger on the pulse of Scottish football, David McDonald from Pine Bobro. How's it going, Dev? Oh, I'm doing very well after last night, gentlemen. Very well indeed. Yeah, well, yeah, might as well come along just now. So, <laughs> run back to winning ways, first win in 12. First win in 12, it's been a long time coming. Um, we played yeah. quite well last night. Um, it was just a right good shot in the arm for us as well. Really, really needed that win from somewhere. So, uh, to get it first game back after the break was just what the doctor ordered. And we'll go to here on Saturday and fine fettle. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. That takes you a wee bit further away from Greg St. Johnson as well, who are looking like they're in serious Doomed. trouble. Doomed is the right word. I think it's a two-way battle now between us and Dundee for the bottom two spots. I think a uh, massive win for Div's team last night. Livingston improving, Ross County improving as well. So, yeah, it's looking like a two-horse race to find out he'll finish 12th and 11th um, in the league. But it's not all bad news, Greg. You had a really good night on the on the channel last night at Full House. It was. I left Tynecastle bang on their second goal being scored. And that goal brought in over 1.5 goals in all five games at 5-1. to one. We had Scott Brown to be booked at 13-8. to eight, And boy, did he enjoy himself last night. He did. Uh, <laughs> goals at Ross County at 19-20. to 20, And Aberdeen to get four corners at home to Rangers at 4-5. to five. So, first week back after the break... And four bets, four winners, so delighted to see the return of the Premiership. Yeah, you did say that. You've been saying that to me for weeks, that you can't wait for that to come back. Yeah, I think the first week was always going to be tough. So you had to dig deep, actually, just to find some value. And again, with a three-week break, it was always a bit unexpected as to what to expect from some teams. Mm. I.e., look at St Mirren, get a win. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but just on last night, though, it was a who's who in the booking department. Any player that we speak about on this podcast about bookings over the course of the season got booked last night. Yeah, State forward, Alan Power. Yep. State forward, Scott Brown. Yep. Murray Davidson. Yep. Jason Holt. Yep. Uh, Anderson for Dundee. Morelos. Charlie Adam. The list goes on. So <laughs> hopefully some people managed to get a wee accumulator last night on the old uh, card markets. I think last night all five matches went over 3.5 cards. And I think nine of the ten teams all got at least two cards as well. Mm-hmm. It's a market you spoke about a lot this season on in the Premier League, Premiership in Scotland. Yeah, it's, it's probably the first time we've seen such high volumes of cards in the games. Mm. I think I think um, they've published this today the referee card count in terms of cards per match, mm-hmm. and you've got referees at five point eight cards a game. That's that's Serie B stuff. That's really unusual for the Premiership. Yeah, yeah. So long, long may that continue. But this week we've got the Scottish Cup to concentrate on. It's the fourth round of the Scottish Cup and Div, it's always a weekend that I look forward to. No, as it's always a brilliant weekend. The first round where the big boys get involved. It's obviously just after the break, everybody's back. No restrictions on the fans. A perfect Saturday of just hopefully some great cup football. Maybe a couple of upsets as long as one of them's not at Somerset Park. <laughs> um, and well, yeah, no, you mean St Mirren winning? 
<laughs> um, obviously, it's slightly different this year because there's no um, no replays, so every game played to a finish, which will probably add a wee bit to the drama on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's always a magical uh, Saturday in the calendar, and I'm, I'm buzzing for it, to be honest. Yeah, Vincent Johnson begin their defence as well. How are they going to manage in front of fans this season, Greg? <laughs> Well, you can see how we're getting on in front of fans. Absolutely <laughs> hopeless. Uh, really tricky match at Kelty Hearts. I must admit, I've been looking for a bit more than 5-1 to one in Kelty. I know yeah. that we are struggling, mm-hmm. but 5-1 to one doesn't really appeal to me. I'm looking for a lot more. Yeah. I think overall, some of the prices of the teams in this round probably a lot to be questioned about. I think Auk and Lecht will touch upon as well. Another team who I think are way, way lower priced than they should be. But that's probably because of their exploits in the previous round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done well so far. And they always do seem to do well walking like when they come up against the big opposition, especially at home. So that'll be a tough one for Hearts, which we'll cover. Uh, yeah, Div, I mean, for me, this weekend's all about your, usually about your Gala Fairy Deans and your Civil Service Strollers, but we don't have too many uh, romantic names in this round, unfortunately. We've got Banks of D, we've got Auckland Talbot, we've got Darvo, we've got Eastco Bride, and of course, we've got Clyde Bank. Still in the competition at this stage of the season. Ah, uh, yeah, no, it's it's great to see these teams getting their getting their day in the sun and getting a bit of limelight. Um, I suppose we might see another shot there, but it's, it's kind of hard to see looking through the card. As Greg says, it's, it's hard to get a lot of value out. I think you've got to be a wee bit inventive and maybe you know look at bets that you wouldn't normally do, like uh, you know scoring in both halves or both teams to score or something like that, where yeah. you're maybe expecting one of the minnows to grab a goal. Um, but yeah, there's, there's still some really good uh, ties there and I think there's a few wee nuggets to be picked out. Yeah, and it all kicks off uh, Thursday night and it starts with Hibs hosting Cove Rangers. And I suppose my initial thought about this one is, is if this fixture was the other way around and the game was at Cove, then we'd be looking at a very, very different betting market, Greg. Yes, absolutely. I think the price in Hibs, though, gives me the fear. One to nine for Hibs at home. Uh, avoid at all costs. <laughs> uh, I think this is this is probably the tie of the round for me actually, in terms of I'm really excited to see how Cove got on. Mm. Mainly because Cove obviously got a team full of players who could probably play at a higher level and who have played at a higher level. Like Ian Vigers, for example, he was captain in Ross County last season in the Premiership. He's there. Shea Logan's there. They've just signed Mark Reynolds from Dundee United. Mm-hmm. I think he was released by United, just signed him. He's a pretty good capture. He's probably got a couple of seasons left in him at that level. And obviously, they've got Mitch Beginson and Rory McAllister, the the duo, the goal-scoring duo. Yeah. So, I'm really fascinated to see how this game pans out, because all the pressure here is on Hibs. Yeah. Absolutely no pressure at all on Cove. They're getting 16-1 to 1 on their way win. And I'm, I'm not suggesting at all that Hibs will win this, but... Five to four for Cove to score. With yeah. those two up front, uh, does appeal. Over three point five goals at six to five also appeals. And just waiting on card and corner markets to come out. I think Ian Vigers would be a shoe in for a card. And keen to see what we can get on Cove corners as well. Mm-hmm. So they'll come out tonight slash tomorrow those markets. But it's a fascinating game. Div, I would probably rank Cove as a, a championship team in waiting. You know, although they're, they're a League One side and there's two divisions between them, Cove are top of that league. Um, have got a, a decent cushion at the top of the league as well. Were you saying they're 15 unbeaten, is it? 
Yeah, 15 games in all competitions. That's including the two games against Queen of the South in the last round because that went to a replay because um, replays were in place before this round. Nine straight wins, um, clean sheets in nine of the last 10 league games. You know, they're, they're, as Greg says, they're coming into this with no pressure. They're actually mm. running away with League One, which is no mean feat. You know, some decent clubs in there. So I think it'll be a testing one for Hibs. I've actually just had a wee look at the corner market, say, because they're opening like, two, two, over two Cove Rangers corners as evens, which I think looks outstanding, to be honest. You know, three corners isn't a big ask for a team that will surely be on the front foot now and again uh, in yeah. that game. And, you know, Hibs are quite expansive, so it should be quite an attacking game, but I, I'm not convinced there'll be a lot of goals in it. I just, I don't know, I've just, I've got a kind of funny feeling that corners might be the way to go in this one. And we've now had the chance to speak to you about the appointment of Sean Maloney at Hibs, which I think could be quite a shrewd move by the, the Hibs board. I think it looks a great move, yeah, I really do. I think, you know, he, he talks really well and he's obviously had a great scholarship under Martinez at Belgium and obviously at Celtic uh, before that. So I think, you know, he's, he started off pretty well his first couple of games at Hibs uh, at home. They had clean sheets, which wasn't something they were well known for under Jack Ross. Um, obviously, they got beat on Monday at Parkhead, but I think you look at the highlights of that game. You know, Kevin Nisbet scores what he should have scored in the first couple of minutes. You know, it might have been slightly different. So, yeah, I think it's a good appointment. I think I, I like what they've done in the transfer market in January as well. It looks as though they've bought fairly well. Um, yeah. So I'm quite excited to see the Norwegian boy. Obviously, David uh, was on and speaks quite highly of him. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I think they've got a really good squad of players. They should be out there, there or thereabouts, you know, in top four anyway. Yeah, I think, as you guys say, it's probably one to leave alone at such a short price, Greg, for Hibs, although we would expect him to, to qualify. Um, and corners might be the angle to have a look at. Yeah, I was, I was shy away from any handicaps in Hibs. I don't, I don't think Hibs are going to steamroll this game at all. And there's obviously, there's little value anyway on the handicap. You're probably minus three, to be fair, to try yeah. and get anything on minus two. So I think, have a look at bookings. Ian Vigers is definitely a shout. And I'm I'm totally with Div here on over 2.5 Cove Corners at evens. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a great shout. OK, so that game is live on BBC Scotland on Thursday, 7.45. It's also live on the BBC iPlayer. If you fancy catching it there, it should be worth a watch to see how Cove Rangers um, fare against the Premiership opposition. On Friday, we've got Rangers v Stirling Albion. Oh, just good luck with anyone trying to find an angle on this one. Rangers <laughs> 1-33, to Stirling Albion 50-1. to uh, This is the equivalent of probably what San Marino going to Wembley, Div. <laughs> yeah, I... I tried really hard. I looked at everything I could to, to, to try and find a way of, of making some money out of this, but it's it's just impossible. It really is. It's you're, you're looking at silly number of goals. Um, Rangers should thrash them. Sterling have been in dreadful form, absolutely rotten. Um, I imagine Rangers will field a fairly strong side, um, but it's just it's just impossible to, to get any value out of it. You're really going to have to go silly numbers. Um, so I would just avoid this one, to be honest with you. Greg, anything for you? This game didn't even make it to paper. <laughs> I didn't even write it down. That's how uninterested I was in this match. I wasn't going to spend time searching high and low to try and find some value in this game. I think you both say, leave it well alone. Yeah, I mean, it's almost the full length of the Scottish football separating the two of them, isn't it, in terms of the, the divisions and positions that they're in at the moment. So, yeah, I think we'll just leave that as a, a fairly straightforward home win for Rangers on Friday night. The next live game uh, is on Saturday. It's at lunchtime, uh, 12.30. And this one should be a bit more interesting, I think. Auchinleck Talbot host Hearts. And 
Dave Auchinleck have got a fairly decent record when it comes to the Scottish Cup against the bigger teams. Yeah, they have. And they, they beat, I think it was uh, Hamilton last round, they beat Air United uh, not so long ago down there in, the, in a live Scottish Cup game. I think they went to Hearts and only got beat 1-0, I think, yeah. if that's right. So they've you know they've got decent pedigree and I think on their own patch they'll, they'll give Hearts a game and I think Hearts will have the heebie-jeebies after getting put out by Brora Rangers last season at this stage. So they'll be wanting to make sure they don't have a repeat of that. And I think they probably will prevail. I think they'll win this, but I don't see them battering Auchinleck by any stretch I think it'll be a lot closer than the than the odds uh, suggest If we're looking for an upset Greg is this possibly where it could happen on Saturday? I wouldn't have thought so I'm, I'm still dining off the um, Auchinleck 14-1 to win against Hamilton <laughs> um, now they're 14-1 to sorry 12-1 to to win this match Auchinleck against Hearts who are without doubt the third best team in Scotland this season so pretty disappointed. I think Auchinleck should be twenty to one for this match, but they've obviously got to fight the bookies after the last round and they've placed up Auchinleck. I think really low, um, which does impact for me the abilities on the handicap. Mm-hmm. Because what should have happened for this game is Auchinleck should be twenty to one at least, and that then allows you potential at minus two, sorry plus two and plus three. So I don't think it'll be a high scoring match. I think it'll be a slog for Hearts. They'll get through the tie. Maybe 2 0, 3 0 max. But I think under 3.5 goals appeals to 46, just in terms of adding that to an accumulator. But I don't think it'll be a classic. I think Auckland will make it really difficult. It won't be an easy game. It'll be a hostile Ayrshire crowd down there as well. I just think, obviously, Hearts will be superior in terms of on, on paper. But I just think it'll be a, a comfortable win in the end for Hearts. And it's a game probably best left alone. I kind of think this season, and as we said, there's no there's no replays, so it's played to a finish. And I just wonder what kind of different perspective that puts on it for teams like Auchinleck. You know, if they can get it to extra time, get it to penalties on on the day. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, they're, they're on their own pitch. They obviously they only have one shot at it anyway. You know, they're not going to be going to Tynecastle to win in a replay scenario anyway. So they know that this is their chance, um, and they'll fancy their chances of giving Hearts a game. But I think Hearts do look really quite strong at the moment um, you know they look as though they've recruited really well this season and even this uh, this month they look as though they've recruited well again they've strengthened again um, I think Suter's obviously the big question mark over them but he's still there they, they're definitely best of the rest I fancy them I think they'll win this by a couple um, but I don't think it will be a classic and I don't think it'll be a route um, and I won't be putting any money anywhere near it okay. Having watched Hearts last night I'll I must say that Barry Mackay is coming to a game this season mm. for Hearts. He's outstanding. He was just pulling the strings for Hearts and he'll, he'll do the same for the rest of the season. He's, for me, he's probably been the standout player for Hearts this season. Barry Mackay, he's, he's head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah, yeah it does look a good buy. He's looking in great form again, like back to the form that he was in when he left Rangers the first time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yes, he's just, it's a class act when he's on his game and it's great to Even see him. Even though he's like got that. a ponytail. Even though a, man, a man, what's it, what's it called? A man bun. Man bun, that's the one. <laughs> you don't know about them, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, you've got a man, Peter Hearings. He's not got a bit of a man bun thing going on as well, is he? So, anyway, not for well, me. Okay, look, that game's also live on BBC One Scotland uh, and also on the BBC iPlayer, so that's a half 12 kick off on Saturday. So, we'll now move into the three o'clock kick offs on Saturday. Um, we'll have a look at most of these games, some of them probably not. Yeah, not much appeal, but there's a few uh, that we might get involved in. One of those is at Pataudry, Greg um, Aberdeen host Edinburgh City. 
there's probably a period early on the season where you might uh, argue the case for Edinburgh City to go and or argue the case for anybody to go and win at Aberdeen, but uh, they seem to have kind of turned it round a wee bit in the last few weeks, certainly before Christmas, and then obviously getting a draw against Rangers last night, perhaps a wee bit unlucky not to take more from the game. So Aberdeen look fairly nailed on here on Saturday, don't they? It has to be a case of just how many goals will Aberdeen score. I think Stephen Glass went through a couple of different p- patches at Aberdeen initially. A really poor start. They won a couple of games. They thought they'd turn the corner. They then lost a couple of games. But they then turned the corner again. I wasn't sure what to expect from Aberdeen last night. I must admit, um, it's difficult to gauge how they'd be for the, for, the, for the match last night. But ultimately, they were fantastic last night, I thought, Aberdeen. I haven't watched the highlights. And like you say, they're probably a bit unlucky not to have got the three points. But for this game here, it's a premiership side in decent shape against what you probably call what mid-league strugglers in League 2. Mm. Now, Aberdeen have got history of him being a coupon buster on Scottish Cup fourth round day in January. Um, I'm sure we've had instances of the seasons where they've had really poor results or they've drawn one all with Dumbarton or something like that. Yeah. But I don't see them slipping up here. In terms of the angle here, I like Aberdeen to score in both halves at a simple one to two. You can get them to win both halves at five to six, or you can get them to score four goals at eleven to eight, which is a bit more ambitious. But they should have enough firepower to score in both halves in this match, and that's one part of a double for me. Dave, I seem to remember Stenhouse Muir maybe a couple of seasons ago went up there and got a draw. Yeah, as Greg says, Aberdeen have had a couple of scary ones in the in the last few years, but I think in current formula they've won four of the last six games, and including then that draw with Rangers as well. So only lost one of the last six. They're, they're doing good stuff at home. They look strong at home. Um, I don't imagine you'll rotate the squad too much. So I think that's the one great thing about the Scottish Cup is that teams take it so seriously up here. There's no messing about like you see down south. So you know, we think it's the go- last year, Div. So I think you'll see Aberdeen will go pretty strong and, and as Greg says, Edinburgh City are a bit of a bit of a riot this season. They, they score a few goals but they let in loads, so I'd imagine that Aberdeen will fancy their chances of hitting at least two or three in this game um on, on Saturday and they'll have far too much for Edinburgh for sure. Yeah, Edinburgh would have burst a few coupons last week, Greg, coming from two down against uh, Kelty. Yeah, definitely. That was a real shock for Kelty being being two 0 up. I think we had Kelty to score in both halves, 11-10. to 10, But I don't think anyone would, would have thought that 2-0 down, that M City would, would come back. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like a tough one for them this weekend. So you fancy Aberdeen, obviously, at a short price, but you're going to double them up with someone else. And we're looking at uh, Dundee at Dumbarton. Yeah, I was keen to see how Dundee got on last night at Livingston. And the answer to that question is not very well. <laughs> they, uh, they lost 2-0. So again, another team... A bit like St Johnston, a bit like Dungeon United. I think they've put out the um, form table today on onto Twitter. <laughs> and that form table reads, from six games, zero points for Dundee, zero points for Dungeon United, and zero points for St Johnston. So, very rare would you get three teams being absolutely yeah, don't, think I've, don't think I've ever seen <laughs> that before. 
No, it's it's the first, it must be a first. It is. It's the first time. I mean, it's it's pretty rare to be honest. You even get one team in zero. <laughs> very, very rare you get two. But to get three is just. I mean, it's a mad quirk of the fixtures, obviously, because um, mm. obviously none of them have played each other. But um, yeah, it's Tayside is a hotbed of crap football at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so is the game at Dumbarton a distraction the for them here? Is it a welcome? Distraction. I think a welcome distraction. I think they want to win under their belts and they've got no better chance than against a really poor Dumbarton side. Yeah, you've been down Don't get me Dumbarton wrong, it's season. not a great pitch at Dumbarton. It'll be a slog, but I'm not even taking Dundee to win. That's how conservative I'm being here. I'm taking Dundee to qualify. So as they've said, all these matches go to extra time and penalties if required. So surely Dundee can go to Dumbarton and get through the tie. In normal time, in extra time or in penalties. And that pays 20 to 21, doubled up with Aberdeen to score in both halves. And that's with bet 365. Yeah. Dave, you get involved with Dundee at 8 to 13? Yeah, I think uh, Dundee and Scottish Cup don't often go hand in hand together. So I think I'll be avoiding them. Um, I kind of had a look at Dundee to win and over one and a half Dundee goals, which is 1.95, just under evens. Mm-hmm. Possibly appeals because Dumbarton are absolutely shocking. Um, but I think on that pitch as well, it is a bit, you know, it can be a bit sticky. We've seen teams struggle there before. I think Aberdeen kind of really struggled there last season, um, if I remember right. Um so yeah, it's it's not one I'll be mad keen on on betting, but I, I like that double from Greg. That looks pretty um pretty sensible to me. Yeah, we'll recap Greg's bets at the, the end of the podcast. But yeah, a twenty to twenty one doubles not a bad find. I don't think considering the uh, you know you've got Aberdeen in there as well at home in City. Match your day this weekend, Div uh, Air United recent Mirror. Would you be making the trip? I will be making the trip. Um, um, it's. It's a brilliant away day for us. It's one of the best, most you know, popular away days that we have. Uh, a trip down the seaside. Because normally we can jump on the train and pay and head down there. But of course, Scott Rail have got involved, and there is no trains running <laughs> this weekend. You've got is it to not? Get, no, you've got to get a replacement bus to come in. That's terrible. Well, but the intrepid Saints fans, we're now going. Uh, Paisley to Glasgow, Glasgow to Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock to Ayr. So it's uh, a three train journey. Um, so yeah, we're going to make the most of it. But I think we've sold about 15, 1600 tickets. I expect us to take a couple of thousand down there on Saturday. Uh, a brilliant, you know, Ayr is a brilliant away. Everybody loves it because you get to stand on the old terrace and behind the goals, packed in, good atmosphere, good pubs in Ayr. Uh, it'll just be a great day for us. And I think we'll have a, a real lift after last night. And I fancy us. I think we're a a good price to to beat air. Um, a couple of angles in this game, I think. Uh, I think it's a month to win. Two point four five is ridiculous. Um, air have got better, but let's be fair, they got beat by Morton last week, and I know Morton have improved, but come on, you know, Sutman going down there. Two point four five to to beat air. One point seven five just to qualify is for me. That this is the game where the value is this this weekend. I don't know if Greg agrees, but that's what I I think. Um, I think looking at last night, Eamon Brophy to score any time, 2.5, based on the fact that Jamie McGrath is now out of the squad, he doesn't even make the bench, so he used to take the penalties, which now means Brophy will be on penalties, scored last night, he'll be flying 2.5, and I think Greg Kilty was brilliant last night, um, first time I can I can say that since we signed him, he was absolutely excellent, and I think again McGrath not being in the team 
Perversi will help him um, because he will basically get a much freer role. He, he had two assists last night and he scored, um, albeit that was chalked off wrongly, may I say. So <laughs> he's 2.87 anytime. So I think there's some value here. Um, I think Sitman to winning over one and a half Sitman goals, 2.5. There's all sorts of different angles here. Um, but I, th- I just think Sitman to win 2.45 straight on the, on the nose. For me, that's the value of the weekend. Greg is Div getting carried away here. He's got his black and white glasses on with his bets on St Mirren. Not at all. I think he's on the money. On the money. I think even more so after last night's victory at Tannadice. So always a bit of a worry after a three-week break coming back. How would they get on? Especially after a really poor run. But to go to Tannadice and win last night, play well, score a couple of good goals. They look at a tremendous bet at 6-4 to four at the start of the week. And for me... The place of the weekend is St Mirren to qualify at 4-5. to five. It's just a sensational price. I do like the look of St Mirren just to win the match. I really do. But happy to play it a little bit safer and just take St Mirren to qualify at 4-5. to five. And that's my main bet of the weekend. Yeah, Dev, I suppose off the back of Morton beating air last week, you certainly don't want to be going there and getting beat by them, do you? <laughs> no, but I mean, our record down there is good. I'm not, obviously, that doesn't really count for anything, but we have, we've not lost there since 2004, um, albeit that is only five games, right? Let's not get too carried away, but we, we tend to play well down there. We will take a big support. Um, I think the, the cup is a kind of special, I know it's special to all clubs, but I, th- I, th- I do think St Mern tend to do fairly well in games like this uh, over the years, in recent years anyway. We've had a couple of decent cup runs. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it and I think I think we'll have too much for the air. I really do. And I think, yeah, I'm, I'm up with that with Greg. If, if you're getting 45, I think it's coming a wee bit, 1.75 on bet 365. Yeah, 34 in your uh, old money. But, yeah, I still think it's a good price. Um, I, I, I'd like to think we'll win by a couple of goals, to be honest. Have you had a, a dabble on the outright market, Div? What, to win the cup? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not that mad. <laughs> but, you know, you never know in the cup, do you? You know, we got the same as last season. Um, who knows, we might go on another wee run this season if you get your luck of the draw. Um, you know, we've definitely got good enough players uh, to trouble most teams but uh, on a day, but we also, we, we can, you know, we've turned in some innate performances as well, so... I won't be getting too carried away in the back of one win against a very, very erratic, shall we say, Dundee United side, but I still think we'll have too much for the air on Saturday. Is my maths correct? It's 35 years since St Mirren won the Scottish Cup. Is it as long as, as that? As long as that? Wow. Shut up, Greg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1987, uh, probably the worst Scottish Cup final in living memory, but... Uh, a day I won't forget. I was 15 at the time. I had a full head of hair, well, ish. And um, yeah, that was a great day. That was a magic day. So yeah, never know. You always dream, don't you? You've got to dream. If St. Johnson can win a cup, Jesus, or two, <laughs> then surely it's time for somebody else to win one. Exactly. Uh, you never know. Never know. I just, I don't want you come May wishing that you had heeded my advice and back in January that you'd put a quid on them. Uh, well, let's see what price are you getting on the Mighty Saints? Thirty-three to one. Maybe that's an, an omen. How many years did you say it was? Thirty-five. If you can get yeah, thirty-five, somewhere take thirty-five. St. George's are only twenty-five to one to win it again. That's out of respect. Really twenty-five to one out of respect. I'd sooner have a quid on St. Mirren at the moment, to be honest. But. Absolutely. 
Okay, next one we'll have a look at is uh, Clyde Banks' game against Annan, and Clyde Banks have done tremendously well to get to this stage of the competition to beat um, Elgin after a replay and beat Clyde. And yes, yeah, one looks like it might be a wee step too far for Clyde Banks. Greg Annan going pretty well um, in League Two. Annan are going very well, but you'd have a look at they've also beaten Clyde, as you say, and Elgin. Mm-hmm. So same sort of standard, to be fair. I know Annan have had a good season and are scoring goals. Fully expecting goals in this match. I think over 2.5 goals pays 7-10. to 10. But this would be a, a cracking game. And I wouldn't be surprised to see both teams score. Annan can be back to, what, 3-4 to four to win yeah. this? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's a, it's a, <laughs> for me, it's a tough game to call. I, I do think Annan will win this, but I'd be much more inclined to go for goals than an outright winner here. Yeah, and Clyde Bank are doing pretty well in the league as well. The, Ocken Lake have got a few games in hand on them above them in, in the league, but they're sitting second in the table and they won't be fearing. And I wouldn't have thought after off the back of those two great wins that they've had in the cup already, Div. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think they'll fancy their chances of at least giving Annan a game. I think, as Greg says, Annan are scoring a lot of goals, but they are also conceded. They've, both teams have uh, scored in the last six games in the league. Um, so, you know, it's, there's definitely scope for, for, for Clyde Bank getting a goal. Um, I think they play in a plastic pitch as well, don't they? Yeah, so, um, Yeah, so Annan will be used to that. Um, so I think... I think I don't have too much for them, but I, I, I do think, yeah, I think there could be goals in this one. Um, I think both teams to score is a reasonable angle, over two and a half. And then to score a couple, yeah, there's different ways of skinning this one, but yeah, I think um, I think this one should have a few goals. Okay, so goals might be the, the angle there at home park for Clyde Bank against Annan. Greg, I'm afraid we're going to have to speak about St Johnson's visit to Kelty Hearts on Saturday. Um I can't imagine there'll be too many people on St Johnston at three to five here. No, not not even evens to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I do think the Kelty price is a bit short as well, um, seventeen to four, so less than five to one. I do think we might just get the job done. Just I, I watched this last night against Hearts, and although it wasn't great, it's always a tough place to go. Tynecastle Hearts are having a really good season, so it's a difficult match to gauge how much has improved over the three-week winter break. We brought in Shifshi, who looked pretty sharp last night. I think the problem for us, though, is midfield at the moment. A lot of people now start to get on Cal Davison's back around selections, formations, all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, it's not it's not a match I'm looking forward to. It's damage limitation in terms of let's just get through the tie because we've then got Dundee and a massive six-pointer at Madema Park next Wednesday. So from a betting angle here, I would leave this match alone completely. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't touch us at three to five. I suppose your issue is who's who's going to score the goals for you? Um Shifty probably. <laughs> I think it's not just scoring the goals, it's it's the, it's the creation of goals is mm. the biggest thing. We we don't have any creativity at all in in on in, in the side. And that's been evident all season and that's why we're bottom of the league. So I just hope we can put a team out on Saturday they can get the result doesn't matter how they get it but just to be in the in the hat for the next round is obviously the aim in the Scottish Cup with a with a, with a view to looking at the big game next week against Dundee Yep and Div Kelty Hearts don't have that problem they've scored 16 in the last five I think it is um, is this where the upset happens? 
I'm not, no, I don't know, but I think you're always dangerous. You know, a team like Celtic are going into this with absolutely nothing to lose. They've already got the league title pretty much in the bag. Um, so they've got almost a free hit here. It's St Johnson's to lose. They're the holders, we've seen that happen many times in the past. The holders, you know, especially, I, I always remember St Murn actually the season after we won it in 87. Clyde Banks stuffed us 3 nothing. At uh, Love Street, um, and they were a league below us in the next uh, the next year's tournament. So it's you're a big you're a big nut, uh, big big scalp, big nut. I don't know. You're you're a big scalp uh, when you're a holder. We'll go, we'll go with scalp. Yeah, let's go a big scalp for for Kelty team for. I quite like both teams to score in this one. I think with forty five, that looks reasonable value to me. I know St Johnson don't score many, but I think Kelty will go for it uh, here. Um, and I think they've got a good chance of scoring. And uh, you'd always think a Premiership team should be scoring away from home against a League Two side. So uh, I'm not massively sure we're backing it, but I think one point eight is a reasonable price for that. Yeah, I just think St Johnson probably look the most vulnerable of all the the Premiership teams this weekend. Yeah, I think you might be right. I mean, they're their confidence is obviously very fragile at the moment. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into them losing at Tynecastle last night. As Greg says, it's probably the third hardest away uh, ground to go to at the moment in, in Scotland. So that was always going to be a tough gig for them. Um, but there's still a, f- a couple of players short for me. I think Shifty, uh, as I said to Greg when we were chatting about the signing of Shifty, beggars can't be choosers, but I'm not massively convinced that he's going to score that many goals. Um, He's he's been off it now for a couple of years and I think when you see a player like that, you wonder, is he going to get it back? Um, He was certainly a good player, but whether he's still good enough, I don't know. And it might take him a while to hit the ground running and St. Johnson don't have a huge amount of time. They've got to try and get some wins on the board. So I think, of course, they'll be treating this game really seriously, but Again, as Greg says, the Dundee game on Wednesday is massive. It's absolutely massive. Almost a cup tie in itself. Mm. Um, and arguably more important for them uh, at right at this minute in time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like you. I'm not convinced by Jeff G. And the fact that Greg's saying, you know, St. Johnson aren't creating chances. You know, he's the kind of striker I think that needs two or three chances in a game um, to score one. So, yeah, best of luck. <laughs> but I think, so, on that note, I think he'll score goals for us. I'm not sure how many goals he'll score, but having watched him last night, I thought he looked really good last night. He looked quick, he was sharp. He's obviously got something about him, but I guess the big question mark is, yeah, is he going to get opportunities to score goals? Mm-hmm. But for me, he definitely starts on on Saturday. And if he does, hopefully he'll start scoring goals for us. OK, we'll see how that one goes. As I say, I think there'll be probably plenty of people looking at Kelty and thinking that might be decent value. What are they, about 5-1? to one? Yeah, 5-1 to one nearly, yeah. OK, another team who look quite vulnerable at the moment in the Premiership are Dundee United, and they've got a tough task away to Kilmarnock. Uh, Derek McInnes, obviously, and they're now uh, Kilmarnock at home are 31-20, to 20, Greg. Um, what do we make of this one? This is placed up as if it was a league game in the Premiership in Scotland, if Kilmarnock win the Premiership. There's nothing between the sides in terms of the betting. Um, in fact, Kilmarnock are slight favourites. And you'd have to imagine a lot of that is down to the fact that they've got McInnes in charge now. So Dundee United at 95, so a Premiership side at 95 going down to a Championship side in the Cup. But when you look at United's form, it's gruesome. Not as gruesome as the Johnson's, obviously, but it's very, very poor. Not scoring goals. What's that? Six games in a row now? Six losses in a row for United? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, I don't think anybody could take United with any confidence at all. And anybody taking United 
is purely taking a punt and hoping for the best. Because you, you can't actually make a case for United here. And I certainly wouldn't be part of my money on United to win this. I think it's a difficult game to call. I think Kilmarnock, I didn't see the, the Thistle game last Friday night, but by all accounts, um, from what I'm hearing, Kelly weren't great, especially in midfield. So it's a difficult game to call this one. And again, it's probably one of the best left alone. Yeah, I think, I think to bear in mind is that Kilmarnock's probably done their best work away from home this season, Dev. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. And, and and I think for me, this one, I think I quite like a corner angle in this one because I had a quick look. So against Morton, since McKinnis came in against Morton, there was 15 corners against Queen of the South, 13. Against this one Friday, there was only nine. But they're shipping a few, they're, giving, they're, they're getting a few. Dundee United are always good for a few corners. There was 16 at Tanadice last night. So they had a lot of balls into the box. Um I can see there being a few corners in this game, but I can't really call the the actual outcome of the game. I think it's too tough. But I think Kelly will, Kelly will fancy their chances. I think United, again, another team with confidence is rock bottom. And I think, um, yeah, Kelly could could, could uh, spring a wee shock here. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tony Watt will start on Saturday. <laughs> Why he didn't start last night as anybody's guess. I still Incredible. find that bizarre, that all the hoo-ha about his signature getting him early and not getting him in the, in, in the summertime, paying money for him and not to start him. Just... Yeah, I'm not really sure what the thinking was. I mean, I know he only signed on Tuesday uh, morning, or whatever, Monday, whatever it was. So maybe he hadn't trained with the team very much or whatever, but I still think he would have given everybody a lift at, at Tannadice if he had uh, started. And it completely backfired because they brought him on after 59 minutes and St Mum scored a second goal after 60 minutes. So <laughs> he's, it quickly deflated any excitement the crowd had and he barely touched the ball, to be fair. Um, but I still think it's a good sign. Don't get me wrong, it's a great sign. So yeah, I think he'll start. He'll definitely start actually on Saturday and uh, so maybe that'll help them. But tough, tough game to call. Might go the distance, this one. Mm-hmm. In his former team, Motherwell, they are four to nine against Morton, and I think even at such a short price, they should be on everybody's coupon this weekend. Yeah, no, they are at home. I can of tweet that out this morning. Their home form is excellent. They, they, they tend to have wobbles away from home, but at home, they are they're a force to be reckoned with for sure. Um, Morton are in good form. To be fair to him, he's done really well since he came in there. But I think Mother will be will be too strong for them at Fir Park. If the game had been in Greenock, I might have had a different view. But I think Mother will win this one and even maybe to score two goals. One point eight three looks okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five to six. Mass- yeah, thank you, Greg. I think. Uh, <laughs> Both teams to score at evens. You know, Marlowe do ship goals. And Morton, again, it's a kind of free hit for them. They'll go there and have a right goal. So you never know. Um, and again, that's just, I think teams like that, there's no point in them sitting back and trying to get a replay. So maybe, as you said earlier, Paul, that it's, you know, th- things will be different this time. And without the replays being there, the smaller teams will, will maybe have more of a goal. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe they'll sit deeper and try and get extra time and penalties on the day. Who knows? But yeah. I think it's uh, Motherwell to win, uh, I think, looks pretty safe to me. Yeah, I don't think you can oppose Motherwell at that price. Uh, four to nine, pretty steady, I think. They should get the job done. Like they've said, I do like the look of Motherwell to win this match and to score two at five to six or mm-hmm. 1.83. So, yeah, I, I don't think Morton will get a result here. I think uh, Motherwell's home form this season has been pretty solid. A very disappointing result last night for them up at Ross County. 
But as you say, they do most of their good work at Fir Park. So it's a bit of a bowling green as well for Park. Really good surface. Uh, I think they'll make that break. Yeah, I just think they're a, a decent price at 49 Motherwell. Um, our only all-premiership tie of the round is at Livingston, both Livingston and Ross County getting a couple of much-needed wins last night, Greg. Yeah, they've been in great form, both teams. I think Malky McKay had a really difficult start at Ross County, and I kept on saying that they've had a really tough start to the season. They played Hearts, Hems Aberdeen, St mm. Johnston, Rangers Celtic, yeah. but they've got through that and they're scoring goals. Only Hearts... Celtic and Rangers have scored more goals than Ross County have. Saying that, they have the second worst defensive record in the league. I think they've shipped 36 goals now. Scored 30 or 38. 30. 30. Yeah. So, having a, having a really good season, getting away from the bottom two spots, look in decent shape coming into this, as do Livingston. I think uh, Martindale's done a cracking job again there after again a really sticky patch for Livingston. Starting to get wins. I think Holt's doing a great job in the middle of the park for them. They're winning games, getting the right results. Difficult game to call in terms of picking a winner, especially with Olivia at home. So I think in this match, goals could be the, could be the angle here. I know Dev's quite keen on goals here. Yeah, I do. Um, I think I think everywhere county go, I'm keen on goals. You know, both teams have scored in the last six games, and there's been over two and a fa- two and a half goals in five of the last six games. I think Livingston have definitely got better and. You know, it used to be you would shy away from them at home in terms of backing the other team uh, to get anything. But I think this season they have shown at home they they have been a little bit more vulnerable. And I think County are going to have a right good go at them. Uh, they just seem to be uh, flying County at the moment. They just seem to be able to score goals. It's an incredible um, statistic that they have scored you know, 30, 30 goals this season so far. Um, and they ship so many as well and they still ship goals um, so I, I do fancy both teams to score in this game I'm assuming at 1.9 I think looks looks a really good bet um, or you can be braver and go over 2.5 at 2.15 which I think again it's not it's not two teams that you would you would instantly look at and go oh, that looks like there'll be a lot of goals but I just I think Ross County at the moment I say everywhere they go I think they'll score goals um, and they can, they'll probably concede as well so I think that's that's a good a good bet for Saturday. Yeah, I think the Asian line as well, the Asian line of two and two and a half is one point nine two five. Yep. So half stakes back and there's two goals scored, which is also a, a possible angle to look at. Yeah, I'd like to speak to anyone who had Ross County down as the great entertainers of the Premiership <laughs> before the start of the season this season. <laughs> That's the way it's going. Uh, just on this one, I was quite surprised looking at the head-to-head just how good Livingston's record against Ross County has been recently. Uh, only lost one in their last 10 meetings. Well, uh, between them, won six, drawn three and lost one. And Sometimes you uncover wee stats like that that kind of go under the radar sometimes, so that may be worth bearing in mind if you're putting a bet on on Saturday, but yeah goals looks like it could be could be the angle on this one. Uh, another one that's quite intriguing, Greg, is Partick Thistle's game against Airdrie uh, Thistle's been a bit up and down um, but Airdrie seem to be going really well in League One so it should be a, a good matchup. Yeah, definitely, Airdrie are absolutely flying at the moment in, in League One having a cracking season Thistle at home I think they are being impacted by the state of the Firhole pitch. I don't think the pitch was great last week against Kilmarnock. It won't be any better on Saturday. So that might play into Airdrie's hands. I do think Thistle should have a bit too much for Airdrie in this game. I think Thistle's quality might just shine through a little bit, but I don't expect many goals in this match. And a lot of that is down to the fact that Thistle don't concede many goals. 
the pitch is terrible and they've kind of lost their, their goal scoring touch a little bit Thistle mm-hmm. especially at home so yeah I think under 2.5 goals here c- could be an angle to look at um, unders isn't something I would normally go for but um, in terms of this match the only angle I would see jumping out would be under 2.5 goals Div this is another one where uh, some incredible head to head stats my, my stats only go back to the last 10 games which takes us back to 2012 but Thistle have won 9 of the last 10 meetings with Airdrie and drawn draw the other one yeah, well, that's a surprise. Uh, but I think, you know, Airdrie are a club who have struggled a lot in recent years, but they definitely seem to be on the right track this season. You know, they're in great form coming into this one. Uh, I can't ever support a bet on unders. I'm totally off unders. <laughs> it should be illegal, Greg. We shouldn't be talking about unders. Um, I had so, unders on during the week, did I not? What game was it? Oh, yeah, I had unders booking in Italy on Monday. The well, first ever unders it landed. <laughs> did well, despite a wobble at half time where you, you were non complimentary. Uh, I was punching walls. How can you get three bookings in the last seven minutes in the first half? How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've been stung with unders. I got stung again last weekend with unders uh, with Cowden Beast, so I'm off I'm off that um, that track. So, yeah, this isn't one that massively appeals to me. I think it's pretty tough to call. <coughs> excuse, oh, excuse me. Oh. I don't have COVID, honestly. I've just got a, got a dry throat after singing so much last night at Tannadice. Um Yeah, no, this is this is one to avoid for me. I think it's too close to call. Um, Thistle, too many clean sheets. And Adria actually have a lot of clean sheets as well, so I'll be avoiding this one. OK, fair enough. Um, I, I must admit, out of all the years in the Scottish Cup I've looked at, this is a, such a crappy card, isn't it? It's a, just a rubbish, rubbish fixture list. There's very few exciting games, lots of close games. It's probably the worst fourth round draw I've seen in a long time. Ah, away you go. It's perfect. It's Come on, Scottish Greg. fourth round Scottish Cup's all about. Nah, I'm not feeling it. Well, not just, feeling it. just wait till you, five o'clock. We'll you're just not we'll feeling see. it because your team is dug me. <laughs> that's, that's why you're not feeling it. That's true. Uh, before we finish, we should make some honourable mentions to Peter Head who hosts East Coast Bride, uh, what else have we missed? Banks at D at Wraith Rovers, uh, but I don't think we get involved in either of those lads, will we? No, Wraith Rovers 1-6 at Banks of D. I must admit, I don't know much about Banks of D, uh, but you'd fully expect Wraith to go up there. But Wraith are on the bad list. I've only backed Wraith twice this season. They lost to A-, A United when A were rank rotten, and they blew a one-goal lead last weekend and double chance at home to Arbroath. So I hope Ruth Rovers can beat me this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, better at all. No, no grudges here. Uh, and the last game of the weekend is a half-five kick-off at the Indodrill, where Alwa host Celtic. And for me, this kind of has a similar feel to the Rangers-Stirling Albion game. Uh, might be a wee bit tougher for Celtic, given that it's, it's away at Alwa. Uh, but it should be a fairly straightforward win for Celtic, Greg. Yeah, I like the Rangers game. I didn't even look at this, didn't write it down. Haven't looked at any of the markets in this game. Best left alone. You could probably look at Celtic corners, but me require 54 corners to get anything <laughs> worth backing. Um, yeah, it's a no bet for me in this match. Yeah, and Div, I think when we spoke earlier about how seriously the teams in Scotland do take the Scottish Cup, I guess probably Celtic and Rangers are the, the two teams that can afford to rotate and give some of their fringe players a run out in these games. Yeah, I think they probably will, but I think Celtic, you know, they've got 
a lot of good players in that squad. Who are, some of whom will need some game time. Um, I think I quite like Celtic to win both halves in this because I don't think Allah will trouble them very much. And that's forty-five. I don't think that's a bad price because you know if you look at Celtic scoring both halves, it's one to two, and I can't see Allah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see Allah scoring at all in this game. To be honest, I think Celtic will beat them three or four nothing easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might you might find a couple of new signings will play just to get some minutes under their belt. But yeah, I think Celtic will, will close to this one because Allah are in pretty poor form. Yeah. Barry Ferguson in charge of Aloha, his team talk, go out there and kick them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Give me a few Aloha cards. Yeah, and because it's live on the tail, you might get, you should get individual card market in this one, shouldn't you? So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I suppose maybe have a look at some Aloha stats and some naughty boys to get themselves in the, in the referee's book. Yeah, so One match we have missed, sorry, was Arbroath v Darville. We did apologies to Arbroath and Darville. Uh, 4-11 for Arbroath again you'd fully expect Arbroath to go and win this match especially given the season they've had so far but is there a shock in the cards this is a match in which all the pressure's on Arbroath to win this one could Davo cause an upset probably not but again I'm looking for more than 5-1 I think on Davo to win this I don't think 5-1 is a great place at all no, I think they'll give. I think they'll give both a game. They're both are, are obviously playing extremely well just now, but I think Davo again have got nothing to lose. Um, they seem to be a pretty good, pretty good outfit. They'll go there and give a good account of themselves. I'm sure. Five, five, five to one's a terrible price. It really is. Yeah. It's an it's absolutely shocking price. This is a team that doesn't play in the Scottish leagues, and we're, getting, we're only getting five to one against a team who's sitting what top of the championship. Yeah, uh, not good at all. Yeah, yeah it's that. not good. Darwell are tucked in behind Clyde Bank. I think I'd say Clyde Bank were, were second in the table, They're actually third. It's Pollock who are top of the table. Darwell are, are fifth, um, but they've got a couple of games in hand on a few teams above them. So, you know, it's hard to find where the shot's going to come, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be one this weekend. Um, let's just hope for your sake, Greg, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we have a wee recap then of your best bets this weekend? Start with yourself, Greg. So, bet of the weekend for me is. Div St Mirren's side to just to qualify against Ayr and that pays four to five with Bet365. That was shared with members on Monday. It's now been cut into three to four, but still very backable. And I've got a double, which is Aberdeen to score in both halves at home to Edinburgh City and the mighty Dundee to qualify away at Dumbarton and that pays 20 to 21. There'll be another couple of bets I'll probably put up on the channel closer to the weekend and I'll be looking at possibly cards and corners between the Hibs and Cove tomorrow. Okay, Dev? Yeah, I think I'm being braver than Greg. I'm going St Mun to win uh, in 90 minutes, 2.45. I think both teams to score Livingston, Ross County, and that is 1.9. And Alloa v Celtic, Celtic to win both halves, 1.8. That's the P&B treble for the weekend. Oh dear, is that it cost? <laughs> <laughs> how are you how are you doing? And the, um, the, the season uh, count? I'm just I might a small ask, loss. Ask. I've got a small loss, but I had a really long uh, losing streak. I've been better the last few weeks. Um but Knightswood Bear has, has beaten me unfortunately. He's had a couple of wins recently, so that's disappointing. But I have been very unlucky. Um, I'm sure that lot's gonna turn. So fine lines, they're fine lines. So, I, I, don't, I don't normally like backing my own team. It makes me nervous, but 
Um, I'm void with confidence for last night, so may as well go for it. If you if you want to just uh, text me nights with Bear's number, we'll get him on the podcast instead of yourself next time. Well, he was slagging me for for being invited on, so he said, "Why are they Why are they getting you on? So maybe you should get, maybe you should get him on one week." To be fair, we we say that to ourselves a lot, but we keep asking you back. Uh, anyway, listen, thanks for joining us. We always appreciate it, and don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning eighty four Greg and at Pie and Bob. Uh, and of course, if you want to get involved in more chat on Scottish football, then you should join the forums at pieandbovro.com. Greg's also mentioned the fact that you'd probably be putting a few more tips up on the channel uh, ahead of the weekend. So if you want to grab those, then you should sign up to his private Telegram channel. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up. And that's us for this weekend's edition of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you and good luck. Cheers, guys. <laughs>